This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. It is the Tuesday episode. Muffin, must you? Muffin is in a mood, and he keeps grunting and sounding like he's about to bark, and I'm going to lose my mind. I was going to go up in our bedroom to record this, but I'm not. I'm going to sit here and hopefully me talking and making noise will lessen his annoyingness, if that makes sense. Today I decided I wasn't going to put the TV on at all. It's Monday, uh, January 4th. Right now it is 4.12 p.m. and I'm recording this before my husband gets home with Milo. I put it off today. I just kept doing like cleaning and then I was doing emails and you know reaching out to different people to be guests on the podcast and laundry and I was just all over the place so I actually made a stew uh, it's in the crock pot so I have just been non-stop like go 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 and worst case scenario I was like I'll record the podcast after Milo goes to bed but it's not ideal for me because I like to just relax and do more calming things uh, like scroll Instagram or watch you know 90 Day Fiance things like that Um, so I'm happy that my husband told me he could pick up Milo today because now it gives me time to record this before they get home so I am going to talk about potty training today because we started potty training Milo on December 31st, which was New Year's Eve. So happy New Year's Eve to us, I guess. It was a four-day weekend. And so we decided around Christmas time to do potty training this past weekend because we knew that my husband would be home for four days and neither of us had anything to do. Uh, so it was a good time to kind of focus on just potty training and know that we had nothing else going on at all. We also have known for a while now that Milo is ready to potty train. I know a lot of people have reached out to me because I was pretty stressed out over the weekend and they were saying, you know, if he's not ready, if you guys aren't ready, like you don't have to rush it and you know, don't be afraid to kind of stop the process and then like pick it up down the road in a few weeks or a couple months, whatever. Um, But we know that he's ready. And so I think we were both kind of get started on it and see how it went, but also 
put 100% into it. So Milo is almost 28 months old, so one year and four months. And people might wonder, well, how do you know that Milo is ready? Like, what does that look like? And so Milo joined the toddler room at his daycare when he was 18 months old. And before that, he was in the infant room. So in the infant room, there were five or six um, infants, meaning they were under 18 months old. And there were two teachers in that room. And so... Um, once he went into the toddler room, like most of the infants were in diapers, obviously. Um, and then once he went into the toddler room, he was with probably now there's about like 10 or 11 kids in his room. There's two teachers. They're all over 18 months old. And they also have a big bathroom off of the main um, playroom area where the door stays open and there's like a big row of like super cute little toilets and little mini sinks. Um, So he has regularly been seeing other kids go to the potty and use the toilet. Uh, And at the same time, they often will have him sit on the potty just kind of like as exposure um, and to get him used to that process. So we also have this amazing app that our daycare uses. It's called Hi Mama and anyone like any daycare center can use the app. I guess they probably just pay to use it. Um, And so all families have like their login and then I can go in and I see everything that Milo's doing all day. So I know when he has sat on the potty. I know when he has had like a wet diaper, a poop in his diaper, everything that he's eaten throughout the day and what time he ate it at, how long he napped, if he didn't nap. Like it's like a ton of information that is so valuable because I can see how his day went. And then, you know, when he's not eating dinner, I can look back and be like, oh, well, look how much he ate at school today. Or um, if he didn't nap, then I can, you know, put him to bed a little bit earlier if I feel like he's tired. I am obsessed with that app. So if you are at a daycare center and you would like something like that, maybe just tell them about the Hi Mama app and maybe they can check it out and implement it uh, at your center. It is awesome. So anyways, I've known for a while that he had been sitting on the potty just for, you know, exposure. And then one time it actually said that he had peed on the potty. So I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. Um, But yeah, so that's one reason why we think that he's ready he's exposed to it all the time and the facilities at his daycare are such that it would be you know an easy transition for him to use the potty um also he if you read i've read half the book it's called oh crap potty training by jamie glowacki i'm trying to get her on the podcast so stay tuned um but i've read half that book and Some of the things, I read this a long time ago just in preparation for potty training because I knew it was coming up eventually. And some of the, she has a chapter that talks about um, how you know if your child is ready. And some of the key things to look for are if when they're going to the bathroom, especially for a poop, if they retreat into a corner or like they get shy or they want you to go away. And Milo does that like 
every single time. It's very obvious when he's going poop. Um, Also, she says if your child can recite the ABCs, which Milo can, if they're able to communicate their needs, um, which he does, and also if they throw tantrums, um, which he does. So he does almost, well, he does. He does all the things that um, would indicate that he's ready for potty training. And so we decided let's do it. To be honest, like the only reason we haven't done it sooner is because we just didn't have a stretch of time where um, we were mentally ready to do it and that both of us were home and had no other plans. Uh, Also because the Toronto area, well, all of Ontario actually, was in a lockdown after Christmas. It was like, well, perfect. Like we can't even go anywhere if we wanted to. The only thing that kind of sucked was that the weather was really nice um, this past weekend and it was snowing and the snow was all fluffy and it wasn't too cold um, and we didn't get out to play outside, but whatever, that's fine. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. 
And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. So I mentioned that I am reading and following a lot of the um, rules or tips or the program that Jamie outlines in her book, Oh Crap. Um... Something else that we are doing at the same time, like we're kind of doing a mix, I would say, of potty training methods um, because something else that we're doing is we are kind of prompting Milo every 30, 45 to an hour. Like we're prompting him or the first couple days we were specifically asking him or telling him like, it's time to go to the potty, let's go. And we would take him ourselves. Like he would walk, but we would kind of like nudge him along to go and sit on the potty. Um, Almost because like we were trying to prevent him having accidents, I guess. Whereas I think in Jamie's book, she is more about you just letting them go pee naturally like on their own and then kind of pushing them towards the potty or um, like catching them mid-pee or as soon as possible to move them to the potty Um, and then I guess the the thought is that they eventually clue in that they go to the potty um, when they have to go pee so we were having lots of success um by bringing him regularly to the potty like sometimes he wouldn't pee but most of the time he would so I was like wow this is great but then there's the learning of learning when you feel like you have to pee and knowing that that's when it's time to go potty so right now it seems that sometimes Milo will catch that feeling and he will go to the potty to pee but sometimes he has a full-blown accident and he doesn't go towards the potty and sometimes he'll almost stop like mid-pee like some of it comes out and like goes on the floor or on his pants and then he goes to the potty and it's it's kind of like an emotional thing because I know for Milo anyways, when he starts to make an accident or he has like a full accident, he gets really upset and it's, it's, it's sad. Like he's not throwing a tantrum or crying or anything, but he's super concerned and he knows um, that he's had an accident and he knows like that we have to clean it up now. And I just, I feel so bad. So one thing that my husband and I from the very beginning, I made sure that we were both on the same page with not reacting at all when he had an accident. So obviously we would approach him and be like, oh, like, oh, that's okay. Like, come on, you're going to pee pee in the potty. Like try and catch him while he's doing it. And like, 
positively like in a happy kind of voice direct him towards the potty or if he has a full accident and you're not able to catch him then after the fact we would just be like you had an accident next time the peepee is going to go in the potty like you go to the potty to peepee but we're really careful about not making him feel like it's a big deal or like we're upset because he's already upset himself so anyways once I realized that we were actually prompting him to go every like 30 to 60 minutes um, I told my friend who is a behavior analyst and she told me that um, when she worked with kids a while ago that is the method that they used and she said it was something to do with IBI so intensive behavior intervention um so anyways I don't know if that's like a legit method but um she said that that's very common uh for how people potty train so Jamie's method is a little bit different in that for one to three days typically you are naked from the waist down so we still did that we initially did it just for one day and then I found he was having a lot of accidents once we put his pants on without underwear or a diaper so we went back to naked from the waist down which was a good thing because he had a really successful day and for me I feel like every time they go pee in the potty and like celebrate um, like it's just another kind of like data point that is like injected into their brain that says like yes we pee on the potty I'm like mildly out of breath because my dogs started barking and I brought them downstairs in a fit of rage um but I edited it out so you guys don't get like loud barking in your ears so anyways that's why I'm out of breath I will catch my breath shortly so yes, Jamie's method is naked from the waist down for one to three days. And then as I was saying before, you catch them as they're peeing and bring them to the potty or encourage them to go to the potty. Um, and then once they kind of make the connection that they pee in the potty and they start going on their own, then the next uh, few days, which can be I think up to six days, you have no underwear or no, maybe it can be even longer actually, like weeks where they have no underwear, um, no diaper, and it's just kind of loose pants, um, which is just to prevent them from thinking that they have the comfort of a diaper on, which is what like underwear or a training diaper uh, would feel to them. So after the second stage where they are going commando, basically, um, then there's like a third stage and then it goes up to, I think, six or seven stages. So it talks about things like nighttime training and nap training and also going out in public and public washrooms. And she has a whole chapter on poop because a lot of people have trouble like I think the pee comes easier than the poop. Like for example, we have not had a poop in the potty yet. I caught him mid poop once. And so that half of the poop fell into the potty. Um, but I don't really count that because he didn't go and do it on his own or the full poop anyways. Um, so yeah, I know a lot of people have trouble with poop when it comes to potty training. So she has a whole chapter on that. She has really helpful YouTube videos as well to kind of troubleshoot uh, any difficulties. 
But my point is that while my intention was to 100% follow her method, I think I'm doing some things a little bit differently. Um, She also has a chapter on daycares because that's a huge issue, right? Everyone's daycare is different in how they treat potty training. I know a lot of daycares have almost like a policy where until your child is 100% potty trained, they have to be in diapers or a pull-up at least, which is like that must be really hard to deal with as a parent who is trying to potty train your child. But she makes a good point that, you know, all kids are going to get potty trained eventually. It just might take a little bit longer or your kind of potty training journey might look different than someone else's and that's okay. So as I was saying, we were both just sitting at home potty training all weekend and I started to notice by the third day I was so stressed out and it just kind of crept up on me like I wasn't stressed wasn't stressed like we were just going with the flow um, you know I was fine he was having accidents but there was something like it took me a while to figure out like why am I so stressed about the potty training like I didn't I could care less about accidents like he could pee all over the house like I don't care Um It was more so and I figured out that I was expecting like day one to be the worst day and then day two would be better and day three would be better and like so on and so on because a lot of times like as we're learning things that's kind of how it progresses right Um, but potty training is not like that at all and so I had to realize that it's not like a linear trajectory when it comes to them mastering potty training Um, it's just not it's literally all over the place and I think you know he would have an accident and then I felt like well there goes like all the all the successes that we had in the last few days are down the toilet like haha pun intended um because he just had this accident like clearly he's not learning at all and you know like we're back at square one basically which is totally not the case and i've had so many people reach out to me saying that they did potty training or they were trying it for a couple weeks or like a week and or even a few days and then you know, stopped and tried again a couple months later and the kids just picked it up. And like, I think it's important to note that any little bit of like success that they have or exposure or practice is contributing to them in the end being potty trained. So it's not a waste. But for me, like our day one and day two were pretty good and then day three wasn't very good. And so that evening, I was reading parts of Jamie's book, and she talks a lot about overprompting or like hovering, um, which, like, even though you're being super positive and upbeat about it, it puts a lot of pressure on your child because they know what you're wanting them to do. So I made it a point on day four, which was on Sunday. I made it a point to kind of just like back off, do my own thing. I spent a lot of time in the kitchen, like doing laundry. And my husband was mostly with him, who like my husband in general is just a more 
calm and like I don't even know how to put it like just like I'm super laid back and chill too well maybe not I don't know what I am but he's just less probably stressed about this whole process to be honest and like that shows because he's not the one reading the books and you know talking to people online about it and he's not texting his buddies asking how their potty training is going you know what I mean like for some reason and I'm sure most husbands uh, are like this they're just not as stressed about it so the day four ended up being super successful especially in the morning like Milo went twice on his own my husband was just sitting like laying back they were watching Shrek or something and Milo got up and went pee on the potty by himself so we were super happy about that and um I also realized like when I was thinking about it on that third night where I was super stressed out I realized that potty training is not a linear thing that this was going to be all over the place and it was probably going to be all over the place for a long time because initially my thinking was I want to control everything and I want this to go as best as it possibly can and I was like that's it like I'm not sending him to daycare for a couple weeks until he's fully potty trained and then I like I should have like slapped myself in the face like what are you talking about like you need to still live your life your child is just potty training like everyone potty trains so many kids potty train while they're at daycare like the daycare is fully like equipped to be able to deal with a potty training toddler you're not the first person that has potty trained their kid like I had this whole internal therapy session with myself and then I realized like you know what even if potty training takes a little bit longer like we're gonna live our lives as we normally would and we're just gonna be you know proactive about it and we're gonna keep it up and um like check in with ourselves every once in a while to make sure that we're not over prompting and we're not putting pressure on him and um you know if we have to adjust things and go backwards a little bit then so be it like it's not a big deal and in the end he will be potty trained so today was day five and he went to daycare it didn't look based on the updates on the app it didn't look like it was that successful of a day with regard to potty training which is fine it's his first day back at school it's all brand new to him um so i think they put a pull-up on him for when they play outside and i think he had a pee in his pull-up um he did pee on the potty before he left to go to school so that was like a good thing uh and then he did have a poop accident in his I think they said underwear so they might have put his underwear on him I sent him to school with like a bunch of training pants and underwear and I told them to just kind of gauge how he's doing and you know dress him in whatever you think is necessary um so we'll see I'll talk to my husband when he gets home and see what they said when he picked him up uh, if you go to my Instagram account, I have a whole highlight reel where I like documented from day one all our potty training stuff. Um, so yeah, if you're thinking about potty training or you're in the midst of potty training, definitely check that out. Um, so lastly, I just wanted to share a couple tips that people have sent me or that we're doing. And one of those things is... We have covered our couches with our dog's pee pads and kind of 
wrapped sheets around the couch cushions to prevent accidents because Milo did pee on our brand new couch <laughs> um, over the weekend. So also some people have mentioned that you can put a diaper on the outside of their pants when you have them in the car. That's genius. Um, so they don't feel like they have a diaper on, but also like if they pee, they won't ruin the car seat. Um, something someone else said, which was so cute that I want to do is they have a potty chart next to the potty or the toilet. So every time they go pee or poo in the potty, they get to put a sticker on the chart. I love that. Um, someone else mentioned because we're constantly telling Milo to push his penis down um, because like potties are so dumb. Like when kids sit on the potty, well, boys, like their penis is almost pointing out of the potty. So you always have to remind them to push it down. But she was saying that she taught her boys to touch their toes as they're peeing. And then so it automatically just makes sure the pee goes into the potty. Anyways, those are some tips that I just happened to see as I was checking some DMs on Instagram. Um, And obviously this part of potty training is like the basics and once we master this then we have to worry about potty training at night and potty training for his nap and then leaving the house which we're not even used to doing anymore because of covid but you know navigating public washrooms with a child like how does that work do you have to carry around a little seat that you have to put on big toilets Anyways, this is all stuff that we're going to have to look into after. For now, we're just focusing on the basics and uh, hopefully it doesn't take too long, but I've heard some people say that it can take a long time to have completely no accidents. So we're just going to go with the flow, see what happens. If you're listening to this and you're dealing with bedwetting, my husband and I did an episode on pediatric urology. My husband's a urologist. It is episode 51, so the last episode, Um, and we talk a lot about bedwetting, so check that out. Other than that, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you for downloading episodes and rating and reviewing and subscribing because it helps a lot. As of right now, in this moment, I am number one in parenting podcasts in Canada on Apple Podcasts, which is crazy. And I am number four on kids and family. So that is all thanks to you guys. So thank you. I'm really looking forward to 2021. I'm trying to get, you know, really fun guests on here. I literally sent in an email to Hanson today. I shit you not. If for some reason I get them on the podcast, I'm going to die. So yeah, I will keep you guys posted. So thanks for listening and I hope your children sleep tonight and pee in the potty. (laughs) 